0: Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. I am your host, Harrison Starr, aka Boilerhawk, aka HD underscore star. Joining me as always, Mr. Ben Ross, Renvos 23 What's popping, my man?
1: <laughs> no, nothing's popping. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's fake spring in Chicago. Um, it's like 32 degrees here today. And, and insanity.
0: It's incredible because like the weather seems like it's been great here. And it has like, I I shouldn't, you know, look a gift horse in the mouse, mouse. I've said that multiple times on this podcast. I shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth and we get great weather, but it's like all sun, all sun, step outside and it's 55 degrees. Now my soft Southern behind gets cold from that now. So
1: 55 is balmy.
0: It's incredible. I know. I really have, I I shouldn't be complaining at all. The weather is great. We went for a bike ride. Elliot fell asleep on the way back. It was tremendous content. I should have taken a picture, but I was too terrified to take more than one hand off the handlebar. Even one hand off the handlebars horrifying because the, the bike seat we got for Elliot is this, one where he sits in front of you and i was pointed in this direction when we went to amsterdam a couple of years ago and that's how these kids rode around on their parents bikes was between the parent and the handlebar and i'm like oh that's that's super cool so i went and found one and Elliot's a big baby, so it's kind of cumbersome, and I get stuck in between it, and it's a lot of fun, but the, the amount of horror that happens, maybe a split second every now and then, it, it, it's scary, but I like the center of gravity of it. I, don't, I wouldn't like it with him behind me, because um, again, he's a big baby, and I like having that weight all in kind of one area.
1: I see these bikes in Chicago. I'm pretty sure they're it's like I'm pretty sure it's a Dutch company and it's basically a little bathtub in front of the bike to put your baby. And I think they actually have a store, like a storefront, like a brick and mortar store in I don't know the name of the brand. I could look it up near where I live and they look sweet. I know they're incredibly expensive.
0: Yeah, that was something I thought about for a split second before realizing they're like $4,000. These. Yeah,
1: I was going to say three, but yeah, probably four.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it gets to a point where it's like too much money. Because the one, the one thing we, we have considered buying is an electric bike. Because it would get multiple uses. It would be great for, um, like if Christina wanted to put Elliot on that, she wouldn't have to work as hard because we put... Elliot on my bike so I have to work harder and be at the same pace. Um, but yeah, I looked at those those ones with the tub in front and not worth not juice not worth the squeeze in my opinion.
1: I mean yeah, the issue is like what do you do with it when the kids get too big like can they can it be converted? trigger their bike if it can then maybe but
0: from what i've seen or at least how they're constructed there's no way that that thing can be used as anything else it makes sense when like it kind of would make sense i think in chicago if your primary mode of transportation is public transportation and your secondary mode of transportation is a bike but if
1: my ears are
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I am, I, I am,
1: I am, sa- I am sadly childless, not sadly. <laughs> I am, I am happily
0: childless. <laughs> so yeah, that that's, that's what we did today. Um, took advantage of the weather, even though I complained that it was cold and sunny. Um, I don't know. I, I think it was, it's been kind of a funny week, Ben, because we didn't necessarily think that we were going to podcast because in my opinion, the games although they were great time slots in terms of everyone having one they were not great time slots in terms of trying to fit it into when we normally podcast so like ah, let's let's let this pass well not
1: not only that just about every game it's kind of stunk right i mean there's been moments but i and maybe the final scores haven't been reflective but i don't know it comes to mind, like Oregon State made it a game at least, but then Houston battled back. UCLA, Michigan w- was a good battle. Um, Franz, you know, tough. Gonzaga is yeah. <laughs> <Gonzaga's> a giant.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing about it is the best game, and by best, I mean closest, was an abso- absolutely wretched ball game. Michigan, UCLA, offense optional. And especially, I I, I don't want to. I said my piece about Franz Wagner on Twitter. I don't know why they went to him twice down the stretch, but man, I, I just no offense, genuinely. Bad. Neither
1: neither do Michigan fans. They so don't know why they went to him either.
0: <laughs> I, I always wonder if it's like a coach's. If the coach is trying to be like, you're going to be the guy next year, man. So they make him the guy this year instead of trying to, you know, give the ball to the the best player, which I guess on that night, it was probably Shondry, Shondy Brown. He was awesome. I like him, but uh, RIP Michigan, you had a run better than any other big 10 team.
1: And now Jawan Howard coach of the year. Apparently um, when I saw, I saw Mark Twight, Mark Titus say Mark Few didn't go undefeated enough, which is so true.
0: It's incredible. Like I actually think that where Luka Garza benefited from all the exposure of being the best player and never not backing it up, Mark Few received none of that credit. None of it because... Because they're the best team coming in, and oh, you know what? They're still the best team.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they're relatively hidden. They're not a power. I mean, they are a a power. They're the sixth of the power. Sorry. They're the sixth of the power six conferences. That's my mom's ringtone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for my segment, or I'm done with my segment. Uh, I lost my train of thought now. But you're just, but yeah, no. they're, the, they're they're the sixth of the power six conferences, and I mean that that's basically the crux of it, right? I th- even I th- though they have the best players, like Suggs is electric. Everybody on the team's electric. Timmy is awesome. They're they're all great.
0: Luca Garza walked, so Drew Timmy could run. That's my opinion on this season because my god, that kid is like he. I mean is the great crime of this season for Iowa basketball that no one can grow good facial hair because imagine if Luca Garza had that handlebar mustache. And instead of like flexing or doing the too small thing, he just.
1: Or good scalp hair for that matter. Um, also, <laughs> oh. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's true. I mean, McCaffrey, Bohannon and uh, Frederick all need to fire their barber. Yeah, I'm sure it's the same barber. Um, Can we bring back the headband too? I mean, Timmy just rocks the red and white striped like nobody's business. It's great.
0: They're very old school. I I guess the barber thing is the barber thing. I kind of, I like their haircuts, I guess. I don't know. Of course you do. But uh, I don't know. Like uh, they, they all do go to the same barber though. Like they travel up to Marion because that's where Bohannon's from. Right. And everyone goes to that same barber. And I had a friend who had Is a friend. Is that really true? Yeah. Yeah. David, oh I tweeted about this before. Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: Because he also goes to the same barber. I um, mean, he, he does good work, I think. The, the only crime was probably, I can't imagine Joe Wieskamp went to that barber before the bubble because there was I a.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm sure Joe Wieskamp's wife does his hair.
0: <laughs> we're calling. We're just calling her his wife. They're not married, aren't they? they? No. I think oh. they're I think they're just engaged right now. I wouldn't be well, I surprised thought, though if Joey. <laughs> I
1: thought they were full I thought they were full on married.
0: Uh
1: I simply do not care.
0: It's it would only, be well that would be on break for, for Joey's camp. But yeah, I mean Gonzaga just
1: <laughs> very muscatine.
0: They're straight out know. of <laughs> They're straight out of the seventies. But those I mean I've, I, I've liked the headbands in the past. I'm 50-50 on them. I think you just have to embrace the ridiculousness of them. And by God, does Gonzaga do that?
1: I mean, rem- yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still fielding phone calls from my mom. I I, I don't know what else to say.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we can go on to the news because that was part of, part of this, right, was... There just wasn't much Hawkeye news until there was an incredible amount of Hawkeye news between Jordan Bohannon trying to get this bill over the end line, the touchdown, I don't know, into the end zone by saying he's going to return if Iowa passes name image likeness stuff. Um, that de- deadline, I believe came and went, um, this is Thursday and tomorrow it's very unlikely to get to get past um, in these next four hours. And to me, the news from that, as much as it was um, his intention, if this had gotten passed, was that he, in my opinion, left the door very open for even if it doesn't pass to return anyways.
1: Yeah, uh, I was gonna. I think I'm. I can't. I don't think I texted you. But I, my whole sort of idea was to have a separate Jordan Bohan and podcast as a whole. Once we <laughs> figure out what his decision is, yeah. Way. Um, I mean, I'll I'll just give off my. I don't even, even think it's a hot take. My opinion is, I'm over Jordan Bohannon. Um, and I don't. I'm definitely not. That island is full of people. It's. I'm on a crowded island with that thought. And I am especially over him as a starter. And unfortunately, if he comes back, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to come back to sit on the bench or play only 20 minutes a game. Do you think that? And I, unfortunately that is as little as I know about basketball, that is objectively the best thing for this team and probably for him. But Fran for better, I mean, talk about having your union card. Jordan (laughs) Bohan founded the union, Um, and he's not ceding for better. I mean, not for better, for worse. He's not ceding playing time to to anybody. And uh, say, I mean, whatever you want. Even if we, I, I would feel this way even if we had 2014 or excuse me, 2016. Jordan Bohannon. But unfortunately, we're we're gonna have. And is that funny to say? Or maybe it's twenty seventeen. I don't even know. But and it's not just him. It kind of is. But not just him either. You're anybody. The point of college sports. The reason I I don't I couldn't I could name ten NBA players. The reason I like college sports so much better is the the turnover. You know, <laughs> new guys, new groups, everything <laughs> like that. I I mean, you're laughing, but like it's that, a good that's say. the point. That's the point. It's to fall in love with certain teams and players and very rarely fall out of love um, with certain teams and players. And honeymoon ended quite a, quite a bit ago with Bohannon f- for me. And again, I'm not, I know I'm not alone reading the comments um, or just having a brain and two eyes and two ears and then knowing I'm not alone with that. And, and I know, like, there's a joke, Jeff Settles is around for six years, too, but didn't he only play four of those years? You know, if Bohannon came back, he'd play. He'd be playing five of those years, four, five and a half, yeah, arguably. Um, I just do not want to see him in an Iowa jersey again.
0: Here's the defense for Jordan Bohannon. First, you don't turn down someone who is a record holder in – two separate categories that's where it begins offensively the but to me it it breaks down pretty quickly because as I've said kind of alluded in my write-up of it and certainly have formed the take based on what we have coming back in addition to Bohannon if it is Bohannon is that Iowa can no longer win games the way that they won games throughout his tenure. And the way they won games throughout his tenure was getting hot shooting and playing from ahead or staging remarkable comebacks. And I just don't think they can sustain... What he brings negatively to the basketball court without two of Iowa's greatest offensive players of the last of France tenure, in Joe camp and Luca Garza. So they cover up even more of his deficiencies by being really good on offense. So that's where I think Bohan, and if he comes back as the team is constructed around him, assuming no other departures, because That's a big part of this. He's going to have to buy in the defense. And there is enough of a track record to say he probably won't. And Fran probably won't hold him accountable for it. So I think if he does come back, it, it opens the door to a very ugly season, in my opinion. In a way that I'm not sure would exist if he left quietly into the night and that was my main takeaway is that he's just not going to go quietly into the night that's not his personality and I, I think there's value in not going quietly into the night if he's gonna you know kind of take up the the cause uh that King Coulter did uh, what six seven years ago if he becomes that guy I think that that is very cool that is Bigger than basketball, bigger than college athletics. But from an Iowa basketball standpoint, he's going to have to commit himself to the way that Iowa needs to win games um, because it's going to be different than it's been the last five years. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's incredible. Conceivably, he could be – he he played games with Peter Jock and he could be playing games with Peyton Sanford. I mean, that's crazy to think about because – Peter Jock was what? He was a 2013 recruit. A 2013 recruit and a 2021 recruit. That could be Jordan Bohan and who he's playing with.
1: I guess this is turning the Jordan Bohannon podcast because here's the thing. I tell you a guy. If I I tell you Jordan Bohaner, you'll probably say he's an all-timer, right?
0: Hit his credentials are unimpeachable when we look back on the individual accolades. Okay. Does that make him an all-timer? Because because you think about it, Jeff Horner. Jeff Horner had the exact same records. I would not consider him an all-timer, but I would consider what he did at Iowa. I mean, he, he left as a leading record holder in two things, and that's what Jordan Bohannon did. And... To me, an all-timer is Luca Garza. Joe Wieskamp approaches it a little bit. And then Jordan Bohannon, he he was a flash in the pan in a way that happened over five years. I think that's probably the best way. Because to me, I'm not going to necessarily remember the, the body of work. But I will remember a lot of his moments that he had, um, if that makes sense.
1: Alright, I've got three guys' career stats pulled up in front of me. Okay. Player A. Player A, 12. This is over the entire career. Player A, 12 points. Four and a half rebounds. Let's call him five. Or excuse me, two rebounds, four and a half assists, let's call it five. So player A. Twelve 12 points a game. Five assists per game, two rebounds per game. That's player A. Player B, 12 points a game. Three rebounds a game. One and a half assists per game. And then okay. player C, player C, 12 points a game, five assists per game, five rebounds per game.
0: Is is one There's of these... No do you have a player D? Or is it no. player A, B, and C? That,
1: that's player C. I can pull up a player D if you want me to really quick, but uh, no. I don't have the,
0: one handy. The player A is Bo That's... Yep. Yep. The, pl- the player player B, that was the one and a half assist? Yep. Ugh. Is that Wieskamp? No, it's it can't be Wieskamp. He's averaged too many points. It's
1: not. No, it's not.
0: Player B, Anthony Clemens.
1: No, nope, player B is Peter Jock.
0: Oh, I forgot his freshman season was that bad. And then player C, it, that feels like Mike Gazelle. I don't know why, but it just feels like it.
1: Player sees Horner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like like so, I said to me, it's it's not necessarily a body of work thing with Bohannon. It's a ton of moments, a ton of moments. Does that that it, it makes this him a version of Chris to, Kingsbury, right? Like that's what it makes him this this generation's Chris Kingsbury.
1: That's a problem, though. What is your favorite Jordan Bohannon moment? Because I have one.
0: I liked. Um, him at Indiana, I think that's to me, that was the wildest one where he basically brought Iowa back. Him at Wisconsin was another great one. And which, then Chris the, uh, at Wisconsin his freshman year, and then the free throw. I mean, I think the free throw is probably what everyone's going to remember him okay. most from.
1: Here's the thing, though. So I agree. I think his best moment is Wisconsin as a freshman, right, to win as time expired. That team, More or less. didn't make it. That team didn't advance. That team didn't go to the postseason. So Jordan Bohannon's best moment was on a team that didn't make the postseason.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not here. I think, like I said... And I'm not coming here... Back...
1: We're not here... You're not here to put him on a pedestal, and I'm not here to drag his name from the mud, I, which I think is good. We're trying to be reasonable about him.
0: He brings things to the team. He takes things away from the team. I think everyone understands that. I think that is... That's probably the place to leave it until we know if he has a definitive decision. And he's done more more to college basketball than than a number of guys have. And and, and this is something and, that...
1: And, and Twitch. But yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And, and um, I mean, I think this this is maybe the, the last place. I, I think his future, his best future, is probably as a version of Jay Billis. People can roast me over the coals for that. But to me, I think that whether it's Midwestern Jay Billis, he, he has an arrogance about him that is a little put off ish at times, but if Bohannon takes up this cause and goes, gets a law degree, you know, I think he's got, he's got a path for himself that can be very, very cool. Um, and there's a template for it, in my opinion. I I don't know how long he's going to play overseas though. I think that's, that's probably, uh,
1: he should have a law degree by now. Um, <laughs> and I mean, do you, do you really think you could even play overseas? Like, even Peter Jock has fizzled out overseas. Devin Marble has. Aaron White is, sort of feels like the only guy who's really put together a career. I'm not sure about Utah. I think Utah's still scumming around the G League. Scumming was a bad verb to use there, but.
0: I mean, I. I don't know. Like you go back to Horner, and I was reading his resume, and he played four four years professionally, and I think four years professionally is totally fine. Like uh, it's hard, but like you look at Anthony Clemens. Anthony Clemens is still putzing around. He's pretty good, and all it really takes, I think, is just it takes you know the right team, the right commitment to defense, and. Maybe he sticks around somewhere in Europe for a while. The reason I say commitment to defense is because you look at Tyler Cook, and that's a guy who has committed himself to being a very solid defensive player and looks like he's catching on in Detroit. So that's probably a very roundabout way of criticizing fran's ability to get the most out of these guys defensively and it leans into my greatest opinion which is he can he can get everything out of an offensive group of five but he gets exactly what they bring to the table defensively and that's why i'm enticed by the next group coming in because i think they bring a lot of athleticism length that this previous group did not defensively and they're also uh, tough is the wrong word but I think they have a willingness to defend that we we haven't always seen from from Bohannon even Wieskamp or Garza and like I get it with Garza he fouls and he has to sit on the bench for 12 minutes after getting two in the first half so um yeah I, I say we leave the the and stuff there, unless you have anything else.
1: I mean, talk about Tyler Cook. He he's had like fifteen, like three games in a row. He's had 15, 13 to fifteen minutes a night for the Pistons. I mean, Pistons aren't great, but uh, it's crazy. I was curious, sort of how how does the G League work? Because he was with the Knicks. Can, can he just get? And I know he got called. He got like a ten day contract with or the net was the Knicks or the Nets.
0: It was with the Nets. Nets. Same thing to me. Same thing,
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um So now can since he's in the G League, like can he, anybody can pick up his contract now? Is that how it works or
0: Yeah, so he, he was in the G League and there are there's a two way contract type deal for like all but one team has an affiliate G League team. So you can have a contract with the NBA team, but it's called a two way contract. So they basically house you in the G League and can bring recall you right for, I guess the the baseball equivalent of it to move you back and forth between the two leagues. Um, so he is not on that. He is just doing the ten day contract thing, um, and you know it's it's tough. But he, I look at at it this way: there are four hundred and fifty maybe 400, 540 now because I think they, they added 18 um, or got it up to 18 for the rosters. There are 480 of those jobs in the world. And Tyler Cook is bouncing himself between various versions of that. It's tough. And it highlights how incredible that's something like Iowa State has done because I don't really want to turn this into an Iowa State NBA podcast, but like that's incredible. So, the fact that tyler cook is making his way um, you know it it's impressive and we should all be be happy for him so tyler cook
1: which is the team that doesn't have a g league
0: affiliate i don't know i oh. I, I wish that i knew it feels
1: like they're at an immediate competitive disadvantage theoretically interesting
0: because 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 what it is is like they have two way contracts, it's a to, as team. well. But it's not going to it's not going to the the team within your yeah farm system where you can develop and run an offense how you would like guys on your G League team to run an offense so they could theoretically plug and play into your NBA team or defense. I mean it's all yeah. It, I do know this: the Miami Heat is in Sioux Falls, which is hilarious to me. I think they do that on purpose. Obviously, they do. Oh, uh,
1: to keep the yeah, to keep the players. I feel aren't there a couple in Iowa Cedar Rapids and Des Moines? Don't they both have G League teams?
0: No, just just the Iowa Wolves in Des Moines. They probably play some games in Cedar Rapids in a
1: maybe that's normal year. Of.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. righty. The other big news, Ben, was Jack Nungy announcing his transfer. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, it's something we all should have seen coming, I think, because the kid had just... 2020 and 2021 has been a bad year for a lot of people. And it's Jack Nungy is one of the people who have had it as bad as anyone. Um, Losing someone close to him having a, another knee injury. Uh, thankfully, it looks like he's going to have his degree um, so he can go pretty much wherever he wants, but being able to get closer to home and hopefully, uh, you know, turn turn his his life around. Not that it's anything of his own doing. It's just he's had this horrible cloud hang over his head for four years in Iowa, and it just got worse this past year. So I I'll miss him because I think he was showing a lot of what he could do towards the end of this season that made it seem like, Oh, maybe life with Luca Garza won't be so bad Um, without Luca Garza won't be so bad. But now I was searching a little bit uh, in terms of how to fill that gap.
1: Yeah, it's very sad. And I guess I didn't really, I mean, I knew, he was an Indiana prospect, but I guess for some reason I thought he did the opposite where he used to live in Iowa city, right. then, then he moved to Indiana. For some reason, I thought the opposite that his family had moved to Iowa city. after
0: oh.
1: Indiana. Um, so like when I saw the thing, like get closer to home, I was like, where, Where is closer to home. Um, and I, and then I did like Newburgh, Indiana, where he's from is quite the drive. It's basically Kentucky. Um, and then I did some more looking and it's literally like a hundred miles from Nashville, from Indianapolis, from, uh, there's a f- St. Louis where the three big metros. And I mean, he, he is a 20 minute drive from one division one university. I don't think he'd necessarily go there. Uh, but I, I think a one hour drive from Bowling green. I don't know which division one schools are in the St. Louis or Nashville area. Um, not too far from Bloomington either, but I don't think that he's going to do that. Uh, so I don't, I don't want to speculate at all um, about his next plans. But I mean, yeah, it's tough, and even it, even if he took took away the injuries or took away the horrible thing that happened with his father, to, you can't blame the guy for wanting a head start. But then you combine or a fresh start, and then you, when you combine them. I mean, anybody would want to take an a sketch to uh, to your life. Um, and I mean, every time he, I'm sure he's just faced with bad memories. Every time he, um, you know, he probably took the phone call where he got the bad news, and in, um, in Iowa City, uh, I'm sure you know he's faced with bad memories every time he has to fa- get, go under, get, go to the Iowa hospital for surgery, or go to the rehab center. It's just, you know, uh, he's just reminded constantly of um, bad things in his life or any – so he, obviously you can't can't blame him for something new. And I really hope uh, he's able to turn around. I hope he can stay healthy for – however, would he have one – or he would technically have two years left, right, of eligibility. Maybe even three, wouldn't he?
0: It might be three. It might be yeah. three because he was technically a sophomore this year. He's technically mm-hmm. a redshirt sophomore. Um, so yeah, I, like he, <laughs> we we joke about Bohan and getting a, a law degree, and Jack Naji should be able to to do whatever he wants academically, um, where he goes, grows up, where he grows up, where he goes to school next. And yeah, like you said, there's I would say at minimum a dozen division basketball programs within a hundred miles. Looking from uh, Evansville to, if you go well, Evansville to Kentucky, that's that's further than uh, further than a hundred miles. But he'll to me, he he is a could be a hot commodity because um, he is enticing. I think he showed an athleticism this year that um, maybe I'm overrating because Luca Garza isn't as fleet of foot. So seeing someone like Jack Nungy being a little more springy, being a little quicker, uh, being a little longer, I think than then uh, Garza made him seem like a, a guy you could build around defensively. So I, I will miss what he brought to Iowa, but yeah, there's, there's, he needs to look out for himself and his family and by all accounts, that's what he's doing. And, I haven't seen anything negative about the kid. So there's no need to <laughs> drag this on other than to say that Iowa doesn't have a center now.
1: I mean, we, we're you also quick to discount Josh Agundile. Um, Agundile, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Uh, but I've got no reason to believe between... Now in six or seven months from now, he can't be a division one player. Um, I think that's another conversation though, because it seems pretty strong, strong of steam's pretty likely. We're going to get, we're going to get a big man from the portal. So we could probably hold on that conversation. Some breaking news as you predicted SF two, four, five, AKA the name image likeness bill for college student athletes in Iowa is dead in the legislature. RIP. So that is a bad joke, but see you later, Jordan Bohan. And
0: yep, yep. So I guess that is what I had from kind of an Iowa sports perspective. I, I'm. How are you feeling about the spring football stuff right now?
1: I feel good. I think we should have a whole separate spring pod or er, spring football podcast i feel fine i yeah I, one where you just kind of run down the two deeps i honestly i didn't even give football a thought going into this um yeah i'm fine the only i looked at the two deeps the biggest thing that jumped out me is we don't have any receivers they're all listed at six feet or the tallest ones which means they're all 510 or 5'11", which I, I guess I suspect it. I mean, again, you're laughing, but it's true. It's true. Um, you know, hope <clears throat> hope we get good Petris or competent Petrus. Uh, I feel fine about the offensive line. Kind of surprised Joe Evans isn't a starter at defensive end, I guess, but they might move him around. Feel good. Uh, about the linebackers, forgot Jimon Colbert left. Did he ever – did he retire or did he go somewhere else?
0: Yeah, he, he said he's done with football for the most he part. Been, I think he, yeah, he, he graduated and yep. yeah.
1: He's done. Um feel fine about the defensive backs. Excited to have a starting corner who's white. Um I, I mean that earnestly, <laughs> I guess. I think Riley Moss could be
0: good. Um he, what else? Riley Moss is a sneaky high floor player, but sometimes low ceiling like he he is that's just the nature of the position i think and the fact he's been around for three years getting beat in the same way is frustrating but he also makes some pretty good plays and i I, there was something interesting where like passes thrown his way are for a low completion percentage but a very high (laughs) ratio of touchdowns and yards per catch so um i like him like i think you mentioned the him being white it's incredible you go back to to jason Seahorn in pro football and it's just not something that happens he's a very fast kid though um people joke about him being the fastest kid on the team I genuinely think he might be, I really do. The the speed on his Michigan State interception, he went from zero to one hundred so fast. So yeah, we can we can talk about the spring two deeps probably next week. Because
1: did people say that about Colin Sandeman too, or maybe I'm thinking of Trace Ross? One of the they said,
0: they probably said it about. I think Hoya said it was Adam Shade They everyone said was the fastest guy on the team. I don't know that I would have believed it with Adam Shada. I do believe it with Riley Moss. Although I think I always got a number of maybe not last year with the Mir Smith Marset, but Oh yeah. Maybe this year.
1: Yeah. Um and it's also, I mean, I concernings are onward, but people are complaining about the defensive backfield as a whole. It's like Terry Roberts. I, I have really high I think why'd you just do a double take? I think it's would be
0: great. People are complaining about the defensive backfield. I think that's like a major strength.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Isn't so, it, well, it? like it, it drops off after Moss and I can't even – it's not Hank and is Brents.
0: Hankins is, H- H- is back. Hankins, Brents, yeah, I get,
1: Brents is gone. Brents is gone. I always got Hankins and Brents mixed up last year, if you remember. So, yeah, I mean, Hankins is great. Moss is serviceable and Terry Roberts could. I mean, I don't see it happen. I don't know. Phil Parker is quick to – actually, no, he's not. <laughs> I was gonna say he's not like Kirk Ferentz, and then he's quick to pull guys, but um I mean Roberts is plenty good.
0: Yeah, Roberts too. is my favorite. He's incredible on special teams. And he's I think he can be I think he can be pretty good uh if he gets the chance on defense. But he is a little undersized and they have the kid from U and I coming in. So yeah, let's mm-hmm. I, I I'll say this much. Like where I am with the Iowa sports is pretty interesting because like I was all for litigating the 2021 basketball season for like all of last week. And then I just got over it so fast, so fast, because I'm just like, it's just sad for basketball to be done. And I just can't muster up the excitement for football quite yet. I'm too pessimistic.
1: Well, that's funny because I'm still ready to relitigate it. Because... <laughs> I mean, we we should mention Luca Garza has won every single award uh, with the Naismith. Still, the last one to be announced, right? As of now, he's won the Lute Olsen, the the Wooden is the big one that just came up. And then when do they announce the Naismith? I don't even know. But it seems I think like that's get it.
0: yeah, that's that's soon. That's during the and final. That, that's the
1: last. That's the last important one, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So then. Again, the team, and we just, we just Sweet Sixteen had a player that did all of that. Then we found out, uh, thanks to a podcast. No, not to again. I you know I hate name dropping competitors, but on a friend was on Doug Gottlieb's podcast, and he said Joe Toussaint, Connor McCaffrey, and Aaron Ullis have all had surgery, right already.
0: It was Frederick. I, thought, I think it was Frederick McCaffrey, Toussaint have had surgery. Ullis has to have surgery.
1: What is going on? Like, I didn't think, I didn't think Toussaint needed surgery. I think, I thought he was playing some of his better, best basketball this season towards the end, of, uh, towards the stretch. Ulis, I don't think we saw enough of to get a get a handle on that. And then obviously we knew CJ wasn't himself and Connor always just looked like Connor. So like, what what is going on? Like, again, I mentioned the injury thing was something that made me incredibly angry uh last week in our postmortem of the Oregon game and I mean it makes it a little bit better I guess knowing that everybody on this freaking team was hurt besides Luca Garza
0: I don't get it either I get it's just the stuff that happens I guess sometimes you have good injury luck sometimes you have bad injury luck I don't know enough to declare if it was like, to me, the the bigger issue would be if it were a bunch of chronic issues that are boiling up that you could maybe point to Fran running them too hard in practice or something like that. But
1: like two players with having bad hips.
0: Got me there. Got Mm -hmm. me there. I, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I think, the, the play, here's my hot take a lot of times about how they play, is maybe initially they try and just gut through it with whatever injuries that they have and you know manage their pain without taking any drugs before games. But I would suspect that down the stretch they just decide to load themselves up and give it a go because they're not going to get better. They might not get worse. The only way to fix it is surgery. And they don't want to do that at the end of the season. So they're just like, I'll play through it. Just give me the shot. The, the wild this case for that, for me was the trace McSorley. I don't know if you remember this Iowa at Penn state two or three years ago. I think it was three years ago, 2018 where i was just pulling out all the stops they run two fakes etc they lead in a halftime still somehow but mcsorley's injured the whole time totally injured i te- i think to myself he is going to have one play where he scrambles and that'll be the game that's exactly what happened they loaded him up with the horse tranquilizers and he sprinted down the sideline. No one saw it coming because why would you? He was injured the whole game except for that play. Got a shot at half. So that's long story short. I think that's what we see with a lot of this stuff is they just end up biting the bullet with pain meds. And we don't know how injured they are until like you said, four guys need surgery. Is that a lot? Uh, maybe? <laughs> well,
1: that's my issue. And, like, I mean, I think, you know, taking a quarterback for a very good Penn State team is a little bit apples and oranges. And and maybe even most other teams is you'll see a much bigger drop-off between starters and the backups and the and the bench. But, like, when, in hindsight, wouldn't you rather have seen Perkins starting over Frederick maybe this year or the last few games? Um, in hindsight, wouldn't you maybe rather seen Eulis get more minutes and Tucson get more? I, I guess Tusan and Ulias are hurt now, so I guess Perkins is the only good uh, person to back up my argument. It was like the way Fran constructs his roster is always like minutes distribution and being able to plug and play and load up. And what's the point if you're not even going to go to that grab bag when when it would make a lot of sense to do
0: so? I would have liked better indication at how injured everyone was. And I think but that
1: we are, we're never going to get that from any program.
0: But I think to, to your point, the best way to figure that out is who's starting and who's coming off the bench. And I agree. I, I would have been very intrigued to see what a starting lineup looked like with Jordan Bohannon, Perkins, Wieskamp, Keegan Murray, Luca Garza. I mean, to me, that's, I mean, even Wieskamp, camp, right? He turned his ankle. Um,
1: like, like I, I was serious. Luca Garza was the only starter who was like, whatever you want to say, hundred percent healthy for the last stretch of this Iowa season.
0: I, I just, I just don't know. Like, I, I don't know what a healthy team looks like. I, like, some, some players are just. I mean, I'm. The fact that Iowa has to lean on C.J. Frederick as. In all likelihood, the best known commodity from an offensive perspective is incredibly concerning for next year because he hasn't had one single healthy season, including his redshirt season. I believe he injured his wrist, and that played a part in him taking the redshirt. Uh, So...
1: Yeah, I think he got six or seven games in and then broke his
0: wrist. did, Did he? Or... I, I didn't think he played at all, his true oh, freshman maybe. Year. Oh, maybe but, not, but I
1: don't know.
0: Um, but, uh, yeah, like, the injury stuff, it doesn't concern me until it concerns me, I guess is maybe a better way to put it. Um, But, yeah, four four people plus Wieskamp with his ankle, Bohannon with his shoulders or whatever, who knows? Like, I mean, I... <laughs> it's tough to say like I mean it's not like it's not like Iowa is Gonzaga playing teams that are smaller slower and less skilled than them every game that I playing teams that are bigger and faster probably stronger unless you're Luka Garza and still less skilled but they have they played a bunch of opponents who could play basketball the way Iowa didn't want to play basketball And maybe that's why it's concerning about Toussaint and Ulis. We didn't see enough of them to see how they got injured. I mean, I think that's part of it, right? Is Toussaint played, what, maybe 15 minutes a game. And in those 15 minutes a game, he was going so hard because that's what he does. It's like, this guy can't be injured. So yeah, to to hear that, it was weird. I, like, in, I don't know. Like, like you said, it, it would have made sense to really take a stab in the dark. Like, oh, all right. So this game against Wisconsin, we – but then it's – I don't know. It's just some of this stuff can't really change. I mean, you can't change any of it. I can't change any of it. So it's feels weird to complain about kids getting injured. Always has. So yeah, there's there's relitigating the 2021 season a little bit more. Ah, perfect.
1: I mean, I'm ready to close the book on it now. I th- yeah, I think I'm gonna
0: probably yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna be easy. Much bringing around to the until
1: the more news comes out.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be real easy to close the book on the 2021 po- uh, basketball season if Weis Camp confirms that he is going to the NBA and not coming back, and Bohannon decides not to return to Iowa officially after indicating basically all year that he was not going to return to Iowa. Part of me, like, if I'm Bohannon, I wonder, here's here is an insane idea. Let me get the three-point record for the Big Ten and then go away. Do the Mr. 3000 thing. That's that so Bernie scummy.
1: Mack- That's so scummy.
0: And then just turn into a grad assistant or something. Be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. This. It's, I don't know. It, I,
1: uh, I wouldn't feel like f that. You know, I'm okay. gonna put an asterisk there. Think about
0: how Returned many games only to break this.
1: Did it? I would like to see like did it in X amount of games compared to, you know, it took him 50 more games or however many more games than whatever. The other thing, God and. Let's say Bohanna yes. does come back, so he so he can profit. Who's paying him money to be a spokesperson? What does he get? He's no which car dealership, which V location is giving him five, ten, fifteen grand a pop to be in a commercial? Like
0: well, well so he, who's buying his jersey? His dad is probably. He's probably going to make some money from his father. That would be my guess. That the they'll the run Bohana's, some commercials.
1: Are, are they car barons in the Cedar Rapids area?
0: Uh, life insurance, my friends. Um, and then, uh, he will 100% make money from his podcast. Now I'm skeptical how much money he thinks he's going to make from that.
1: We, we are can tell two, you, we can we tell are, you, Jordan Bohannon.
0: We are two people off the street. So we do not have his name, image and likeness cachet, but I, He's not going to roll in the dough now. Maybe, maybe the guys I like I've talked about them before the Rosecast podcast. They went and did a Patreon thing so that you pay for their non bachelor podcasts, and because they're they've got a pretty good following, you know they they can gross like a couple grand a month. Is Bohan in there where he can be like, hey, four dollars for these, four dollars a month for. Exclusive access to my podcast. I think he would be surprised. I guess is my point. Um, so there's that, and then, I mean, someone will like. He part of this stuff is just being like, "Hey, five hundred bucks from whatever car dealership. Let's say Mike McGrath, right?" and to get that. And then you can charge whatever you want for signatures and stuff. And that's how that'll work. And this is why the NCAA gets, they get their panties twisted for a lot of reasons. But part of it is there's no good way to like account for all of this. Right. So you're going to have a new industry that the NCAA will probably want to keep away from the existing industry in terms of professional agents. So to that's the NCAA has their pot of honey and they don't want anyone else in that pot of honey and industries are going to pop up to get money from that pot of honey. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. He will get money though. That's that's my biggest bigger point. How much to be determined. I like,
1: you know, how you make money as a college student. You uh, you graduate and use your degree, or in his case, should be several degrees.
0: But the, uh, the the other thing I do come back to is like his his name, image, and likeness will never be higher as an asset in value than it is right now. That that's ultimately what I come back to for guys like Jordan Bohannon and of his ilk is hey maybe maybe his name image and likeness would only yield him twenty thousand dollars by way of podcast ads and Twitch stuff and whatever maybe it's only twenty grand but that's more than zero dollars than he currently makes from it so doesn't he deserve that while his his for lack of a better word brand is at its highest i mean yeah no
1: honestly no if it's, i have no idea no because if he can just go and be an insurance agent for his dad (laughs) right now like he would make way more money
0: well that's a different discussion of
1: well no because your argument was that his brand is not any higher than it is now if he goes, do you know how many, okay, I don't, I almost got said something mean. Do you know how many people though would, if let's say, knowing what, I, do you know what kind of insurance it is? It doesn't matter. But knowing what I know about, let's say it's a life policy, there are at least 20 people who might change their insurance over to Jordan and just to say, he's my guy. And knowing what I know about insurance, those 20 people is more than 20 grand. For having policies written written by him, and that's just the twenty fanboys um, that I think exist in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa city area. So no, I mean after having learned that he can get a job as an insurance salesman for, do you know which type?
0: Like I said, you know what the brand is. We're gonna make Gordy pay for pay for that advertisement. So <laughs> um, if he's if right. he's gonna if he's gonna pay Jordan to to be his spokesperson, then then we're gonna need to. To also get paid for that, no, I mean like, I that. I think that's connecting dots though because that's oh, of still it's not connecting
1: dots, but it's that's I think still it's not, true. I believe it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean you're right. Like people do make no the residual debt. money. No, I, debt. I. This is where I think it comes down to just like, I, it's yeah. I mean, but the absence of. Something negative is not something positive, and and like I said, his I it I I just it, to me it's not about like schools specifically paying the money to the players. I I don't necessarily find something compelling about that one way or the other because yeah that's easy enough to be like okay they got this thing valued at forty thousand dollars from the school fair enough whatever but the stuff that is on top of it that already exists in bags of mcdonald's it's for for a program like iowa it benefits them where they're the only only thing in town and with two coaches who are above the board on this thing, three, because Caitlin Clark, she, she's someone else who she, she could do whatever she wants in terms of, she could
1: make some money she in could terms of
0: make some money in terms of like, you know, putting their selling something on Instagram or things like that. There's, there's the Louisville girl who had like a, a tweet that got 250,000 likes. Or two point like a t- like there there is value for them. How many views is on, get on TikTok?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm not t- to your point. Like, yeah, he could go and do whatever he does for his dad and be just fine because you know how I know that. That's exactly what Matt and Jordan do, or Matt and Jason do. So yeah, he can make a living doing that, but he's not there's not the money of him being an athlete available to him now from parties outside of his family. So,
1: and there's no shame. I want to work for my dad. He won't let me anywhere near the company, which is probably smart of him. So there's no shame in that. I'm just knowing I'm just putting everything we know I know out there. (laughs) And I'm saying if Jordan Bohannon wants to make some freaking money, graduate and get a job
0: <laughs> that's fair but this is the just where it comes back to doing things bigger for himself or thinking he's bigger than doing things bigger than himself and it's a fair cause like and this is ultimately also what it comes back to right like he's in a position where he's afforded this because he doesn't need to really chase the dollar you know he he's choosing to do this which I don't know. Does it make it more uh, valiant or less valiant? It seems like it makes it less valiant to you.
1: I just do not want the face. You, you're just political.
0: you're just done with Jordan Bohannon. That's just really what well, it comes but, down to. Well, you're no, you're, you're not, done. Not
1: even that. Let's say we've got Pete Jordan Bohannon fighting this fight right now. I still don't know if I want him as the face of my political movement because that's what it will call it. Right. I don't want him to be my Joan of Arc. I don't want him to be my union buster, the opposite of a union buster, I guess. But I don't want him to be my who's the guy who who made a four hour movie made about him. Um, Hoffa. I don't want him to be my Jimmy Hoffa. I don't want basically like as charismatic as he is. I want. Luca Garza, somebody like him fighting this fight.
0: I, I I mean, a tangent on a tangent. You look at, I, I, I mean, the case, study, the, the case study for this, right, is like how much money do you think that business made of his father's that put the peacock shirts and sold the peacock shirts? How much money do you think those made? And that's, that's to me, that's a case study for name image likeness. Just like you see the... The, stuff Yoda. In the
1: Yoda stuff is disgusting. That is sickening.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, b- at the end of the day, it comes back to that money being generated by the kids and them not having a direct hand in whatever percentage incremental that is. Because I mm-hmm. understand, especially, especially when you look at like wrestling where it's.
1: They never make money, ever.
0: They never make money, and it's, what, they split 10 scholarships over, like, 25 guys. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's tough. So, when, when you're as good as Spencer Lee, and you can't make money from a shirt that's, I mean, it, that's probably illegal against Star Wars, too. So, like, there's issues with that.
1: Shields is a big company. It's not some mama, it's not the black and gold shop.
0: Making so, sure. the, the biggest point is like, yes, can, could Jordan Bohannon theoretically start working for his dad and make more money than he could make on his name, image, and likeness? Let's say yes. But he didn't, he isn't able to make money on his name, image, and likeness directly. And you, you're going to argue, well, he, it is directly, but it's not while he's a while well, he's a student. Now.
1: You mean to tell me if there isn't a big ass billboard on 80 of Jordan Bohannon in a business suit saying let me write you a, a commercial auto policy you're telling me that all the small, small truck truckers and landscapers in the greater Cedar Rapids corridor aren't lining up to have him write themselves a policy yeah you know Jordan Bohan and I dabble in some insurance advertising. You know where to find me.
0: <laughs> well, if he, this if, is if, all if, just a
1: long if, con for him to come over to the insurance ads I write for.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I will say this went directions I did not anticipate. And it was fun. So I, so this is
1: going to be a 30-minute podcast, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe this will be 45 minutes, but... Nope, nope. We we got into good good old Jordan Bohannon discussion. Is it going to be the last one? I hope. Maybe. Yeah. I mean,
1: I said we should have a Jordan Bohannon podcast. This was it.
0: (laughs) This was it. So whenever his decision is made, we'll just redirect folks to this one. So we'll we'll read the
1: tweet and be done with it.
0: Yes. Yes. It'll be our new. What do the football coaches look like? Bit so. Alrighty, Ben, is there, is there anything else that you have? Oh, Top Shot update. They had, yeah. um, yes, they had one open drop, a pre-order, 325,000 people joined, and it took forever for me to get my pre-order. And I was like at 28,000, something like that. Then what they did today was a double drop but it wasn't a double drop. It was a single drop masked as a double drop. So instead of it being like two, 20, two different cues for two separate rolls of the dice, you rolled the dice once to get into either one of these. And I was outside of the 50,000, so that's why I'm mad. Um, but in six days, I might have a pack and will we open this live on air? I don't know. We'll see. Um,
1: Yeah. But, yeah. But
0: that might be something we have to, might be the first time
1: we post a recording of this.
0: That might be something that we have to do. We might have to, have to do that. So, um, that is, that is today's podcast and the top, top top shot update, Ben. I guess, anything else? Do you have any hot Hep Cronin takes or, uh other stuff you want to get off your chest about the final four before it comes on i just
1: want to i i don't think this is totally true and i haven't and i thought about this right before it came on so I didn't, t- I didn't take the time i wanted to and this deserves but like Iowa could be ucla like what is what what is, other than other than a tiger campbell which So I want to get this. I can't find any answers about Tiger camp about his, it seems like a mysterious, he's a 28 year old situation because he's from Cedar Rapids, but he's not. And he played high school basketball in Tennessee, but also Indiana. I, what, what do you know? I feel like you would know his background better, but outside of him, like, I feel like Iowa, Iowa has a Hawkeyes. They have a Juzane, but you say it's just overperforming and, and Tiger Campbell is just sort of the straw that turns a drink and they don't have a Tiger Campbell.
0: So here's I guess this is maybe a good a good discussion to have is my lesson from this this tournament and maybe it's specifically wrong because this is the bubble tournament. but my lesson from this tournament is Iowa is never going to make a deep run where they are like projected to be a deep run it's going to come from one of these dumbass UCLA they shouldn't even be in this because but then Tom Izzo had to freaking go and get mad at Gabe Brown because Gabe Brown didn't hedge hard enough on a pick and roll and gave up an open 3 that the guy still missed and then they get into an argument on the court and they're just mad at each other coming out of the locker room. So then UCLA goes on to win a stupid game in overtime. That's how Iowa's was going to win and get to the sweet 16. They're going to get to the sweet 16 because the dumbest of breaks go their way. Like what we saw with Oregon state or UCLA or Oral Roberts or heck, even look at Arkansas, Arkansas, a very good team in Houston too. Houston didn't play a single, single single-digit seed until they're playing Baylor right now. Just breaks went their way. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, oh, Iowa's just going to finally get lucky. It's just a matter of getting lucky. It's not about luck. It's the fact that Iowa has had no good luck doesn't make it bad luck. It just makes it no good luck. And we're not having this discussion if Iowa beats Tennessee in overtime and they go to the sweet 16 after beating a bad Massachusetts team who's overseeded at six and then Mercer who beat Duke the night before. So, ugh, there was Iowa's chance. That was Iowa's luck and they couldn't get it. And now we're going to wait another however many years to be on the fun side of luck.
1: Well, it'd be the most eye thing ever if I mean they make the tournament next year as a bubble team or first four, and then advance the you know advance the, far, the farthest they ever have without Luca Garza, without Jordan
0: Bohannon, without Joe Weiss Camp.
1: It'd be the most incredibly Iowa thing ever, and fuck, I don't care. I don't care who's on the team as long as we get there.
0: No, no. I mean that that's the thing too is like this stuff just comes out of nowhere, and I said on the podcast. That we apply order to chaos. And it's easier to say that Fran McCaffrey sucks at coaching games in the second round than it is to say, Iowa, you know, they haven't had good luck yet. Because that's that doesn't write the blog bucks. And it's not a fun take to have because it's just like not putting any responsibility anywhere it's not putting a head on a head on a stick it's what it is i don't know like like this is probably another we've had so many topics that feel like they could be podcasts in and of themselves that now i think i'm done i think i'm done talking about the iowa season now until next time (laughs) yeah until next time go hawks
1: um jordan bohannon you want to sell some insurance you know who to call